the alley-oop to Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off-season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Ready to talk about training camp day five. It was explosive. We knew it was going to be fun because the pads were on and they did not disappoint. The 49ers had some really cool things happen out there. Players were definitely trying to get theirs, making plays. Then you saw a little bit of contact to go along with it. It finally felt like football. And I think that's what's exciting about the San Francisco 49ers training camp is now we're starting to see actual football. And uh, there's a lot of players that are stepping up and making plays, but this is that time period in which you really get to see what you're going to get out of your offensive and defensive line. And I think the 49ers are looking to get a lot of you know really good uh, excellent play out of guys like Colt McKivitz, guys like Aaron Banks and Spencer Burford. You know, they're really hoping that they're going to get guys that can step up and make plays. And these guys did not disappoint. To me, uh, one of my favorite players to watch on the day was Colt McKivitz. Everyone was interested to see what exactly Colt McKivitz was going to be doing in the, you know, offense when he was able to block. And he looked confident. Uh, in team drills, he looked confident. In one-on-one drills, Colt McKivitz looked confident. You could see the technique work, the skill level. He was definitely executing you know, at a high level, and I think that the 49ers can feel confident about him, especially in the pass protection. Uh, but you know, how do they feel about him in the run game? I think that's something the 49ers have definitely had questions about, uh, mainly fans talking about how Colt McKivitz not quite as good of a run blocker as you know other players, uh, but he, he just you know uh, is he's still good. I mean he's still really really good. And thanks so much for the subscription, Antoine. Really appreciate it. Uh, but Cole McKivitz is as good as Mike McGlinchey in pass, probably better. And the run game, he's going to have to prove that he can reach those expectations that Mike McGlinchey left. And the Fourniers are going to do a lot to help along the way because they're going to try to make sure. You know, that that Colton McKivitz feels comfortable, but that this run game can really get going because if the run game goes, everything else goes along with it. So a super exciting time at practice. Uh, there was a little bit of pimpers flaring as the competition really took off. These guys were going after each other. You've seen a little bit of barking between offense and defense, and it got set off pretty good, and they had a skirmish. Uh, Kyle Shadan pulled everyone together and talked to the entire team, all the coaching staff, the trainers, everybody. And then the 49ers proceeded to continue with their team drill. And it was good work that the 49ers got done. They got a lot of work done with their, their ones, but also twos and threes. As we've seen reps for all players go up. Of course, we'll talk about some of the quarterback reps as well throughout this episode because they got in encouraging reps and I thought that their reps really meant a lot and they did a good job and I think this is one of those things where you know we've been talking about uh reps for a while now and a lot of people haven't been happy with how the reps have been put to each player but 
I mean, with you start seeing the improvement in play from all quarterbacks, you have to go ahead and kind of tip your cap to Kyle Shannon and say, hey, it's working. Your guys are looking comfortable and healthy. And I think that's really what you're trying to do is get these guys comfortable and and ready to you know get out there and help out the football team. So uh, the quarterback room is definitely on its way. But guys like Colt McKivitz and guys like Javon Kinlaw, I mean, Javon Kinlaw was absolutely tearing it up today. I was so impressed with with it, how uh, Javon Kinlaw was able to handle his business. He did such a good job in pass rushing. He was getting after it. He was doing excellent, and I was excited about him. And I think that sometimes when it comes to, to Kinlaw, you know, we kind of get in that that moment where we're like, oh, no, you know, what what is Kinlaw actually going to mean for this 49ers team in 2023 but got to see him play defensive end a little bit and he did some work in that move he had he had a nice rip move a swim move Uh, he looked nimble he looked quick it was really spectacular I was a huge fan of what Javon Kinlaw was doing pass rushing and then on the interior he was really hard to stop I mean there was just no one that could stop him on the inside I thought that Javon Kinlaw did a really good job. And that's exactly what the 49ers want. Uh, they they want guys that are going to be able to get in there and get pushed. And he got a lot of push. So I was very excited about Javon Kinlaw's day because the 49ers need Javon Kinlaw, even though he's going to be a part of a rotation. Uh, we need him to be able to step up and, and really help the football team. And I felt like he could do that. And, you know, that's the thing about Kinlaw. Once Kinlaw is healthy and able to create, he's going to make this defensive line even deeper. And I think that's really cool. Uh, the 49ers need a deep defensive line. Of course, they have Eric Armstead, who looks fantastic. They have Hargrave. He looks fantastic. And now you can add Kinlaw to that bunch of guys that looks really good. And I think it's promising news for the 49ers because Javon Kinlaw uh, playing well helps everyone because Number one, it's already difficult to run on him, but now if he can actually rush the passer, it's going to make it even more difficult. So the fact that Javon Kinlaw stepped up to the plate is very good news for the San Francisco 49ers. The healthiest I've seen him in the years that I've been going out to training camp, he just looks really good. He looks athletic, and I think he looks like the Kinlaw that we were expecting to get. And I I think that this is a good thing for for Kinlaw, it's good for the 49ers that finally it looks like Kinlaw's in the right place. And I'm just holding my breath, hoping that he's going to be able to continue to elevate his game and stay healthy. I think that's the key. What's up, David V? What's up to Spy Nick Danger? How are you all doing? Hope you guys are doing well. And it just continues at training camp. We have the question marks right about Colt McKivitz. Those are answered by the way he's playing. Of course, we've got a long ways to go. But that was going to be my main focus today was watching Colt McKivitz and watching the offensive and defensive line go out there and practice because we haven't got to see them in pads. And one of the most difficult things to do is block defensive linemen that are in pads or that are not in pads. These guys can get away. You don't have a breastplate to hit. Uh, you don't have anything to latch onto. They can just get right by you. So I thought that overall I was going to focus on the offensive line and I thought the offensive line did a really good job. There were going to be uh, some questions, you know, about how the offensive line was going to look 
uh, in a couple of areas. And I think the main one was Colton McKivitz. But, you know, hey, Howard, Spencer Burford, you know, and Jake Brendel and Aaron Banks going to look in their second season as a unit starting together. And I thought they looked like they had really good chemistry. They were working together. Uh, they were playing with Jalen Moore because Trent Williams sat out most of the drills. He was on the field, but sat out most of the drills, did none of the team drills. But Jalen Moore got a lot of work, and Jalen Moore looked pretty good. I watched his one-on-ones, and last year he really struggled in one-on-ones. But this year it looked like Jalen Moore was definitely more confident. His technique was better. He was able to anchor. He had more strength. He had better hand placement. I think that's good news for the San Francisco 49ers because offensive line play is ultimately going to dictate how good their offense is going to be because if they can open holes for this very talented running backs, uh, running back room, and then they can uh, block and create a pocket for, you know, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, or Sam Darnold, I think there's going to be opportunities to go down the field. We already talked about what Brandon Ayuk did last week, or I'm sorry, yesterday, uh, he just tore it up. Four touchdowns all over the place. He was still out there exploding. In fact, Brock Purdy went deep down the field to Brandon Ayuk on one play, and Ayuk got hit uh, in the chest. It was ended up being pass interference, but Ayuk had uh, the player cooked. I mean, it was it was a done deal. He looked wide open by about seven yards, and it was a little underthrown by Brock Purdy. Not his best pass, that's for sure. And the defender was able to break it up. But he got into Brandon Ayuk, and the refs called it pass interference. So uh, it was another good play, though, from Ayuk. And Ayuk just continues on that trend of making these really exciting plays. And I think that's good news for the 49ers. So the other thing that really has been noticeable is Oren Burks started the first couple days at Sam Linebacker. And then since then has been replaced by Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. And Burks is not participating in most drills, especially team drills. He goes off to a side field and he runs and he stretches and he gets working. He was padded up, but he was not participating in those sessions. So Oren Burks is a question mark right now for the 49ers, whether he's going to be, you know, still competing in this. I'm sure he will be at some point, but right now he's out. So he's not playing, and Demetrius Flanagan Fowles is in. And with that, I mean, you have a, a steady rotation of young linebackers. So now we're seeing guys like Curtis Robinson and McCrary Ball and Jalen Graham uh, kind of getting more reps of that second unit. And we'll see what happens with D winners. Uh, Kalia Davis also hasn't been out there. Uh, he's been missing practice, and of course, last year he spent the entire season on NFI. He did get activated for three weeks of practice, but now we haven't seen Kalia Davis. So Kalia Davis is a question mark about where he's going to be. And then, of course, we talked about Trent Williams already about, yeah, he's just not practicing in the team. He doesn't need it. Uh, so I don't think the 49ers are really concerned about Trent Williams, but he's taking veteran days to get healthy. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Dale, he says, have the freaking 49ers tee today. Red and gold are always shining through. Love that. I wore that to training camp one day as well. Got a lot of nice comments about it. So well done, Jay Ellie. And I want to talk quarterbacks. You know, I mean, quarterbacks are always a hot topic when it comes to 49ers. And I think along the way, I'm going to kind of insert some of the things that I saw, you know, with these quarterbacks. But 
I think some of the numbers will give you an idea. I mainly want to go over some of the reps that these players were getting and then talk about, you know, the successes that they they had with those reps and how confident they looked within those reps. And Brock Purdy in his 11-on-11 reps, of course, he takes nothing but first-team reps. He is the uh, starting quarterback as of right now. There's been nothing from Kyle Shanahan that shows that Brock Purdy's even in question. Uh, but Brock Purdy had some really solid moments. Like we talked about the deep ball to Ayuk, uh, probably should have been a touchdown if he would have got more on it. But Brock Purdy was 12 of 16 uh, for one INT. And uh, I don't really care about the numbers, but I mainly care about uh, the number of times he threw the football. So he had 27 reps, uh, 16 of those, you know, passing. Um, and I thought that he, or I'm sorry, he had uh, 27 times he dropped back to pass, 16 of those. He actually threw 12 of them were completions, but with uh, Brock Purdy, he hit Christian McCaffrey on a pass down the sideline. McCaffrey uh, beat Fred Warner and that doesn't happen every day. It shows you how good Christian McCaffrey is, but I mean, the pass was in stride. McCaffrey never lost stride. We seen Brock Purdy throw some passes to the outside, a couple of in cut plays uh, he did a really good job distributing the ball. Sometimes plays down the field weren't there, and he was he was checking it down, finding McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, and tight ends out of the flat and getting them the football and letting them produce. And I thought that was really good for the 49ers. I thought they did a good job in that category was, hey, you know, tr- uh, Brock Purdy's not going to find it all the time. You got to take what's there and let your playmakers get it done for you. And I like what Brock Purdy was doing that or doing in that area to me it made it made a lot of sense what he was doing uh did it make him the overall best quarterback of the day uh probably not but uh, it made it made him look really good as far as what i was watching and what's up louis says hi Ant. i'm back lots of catching up to do thanks for your show uh thanks so much lou for coming through and brian how's it going Says everyone smash the like button really appreciate that yeah like subscribe uh, do all that stuff really goes to help the channel on the push for 4K and almost there uh, on YouTube. And of course, if you listen on audio platforms available on Believe, 40 yards cutback on Believe. So Brock Purdy had himself a decent day. I think there were some question marks. And thanks so much uh, for the for the subscription, Josh. Really appreciate it. There were some question marks about some things that he did. Uh, Brock Purdy did throw an interception today. Dre Greenlaw was all over the all over the play and I mean Brock just threw it to him and it was really similar to the first interception that I seen Brock Purdy throw that Tishon Gibson intercepted it was basically the same area it was to the left side of the offense about 5 yards down the field and he you know went to make the throw over there and it was picked uh so he had that he also had one play, it looked like the ball slipped out of his hands when he was going to throw. Uh, that was a little interesting. That was definitely early on in the 11-on-11 session. And then he had one kind of nervous moment where Cleveland Farrell ended up hitting his arm as he was going to throw, and the ball came out for a fumble. So uh, it wasn't a clean day for Brock Purdy, that's for sure. But on the reps that he had throwing the football, I thought he looked pretty good. And I think that's what you're kind of looking for is for this guy to stack days as he continues to develop. One guy that was playing very well today was Trey Lance. I thought Trey Lance looked really, really good, and he was whipping the ball around. He threw some really tight window passes. He had Raider McLeod on a slant pass that was really tight coverage, but he was able to fit it in there, and he had a really nice one down the field as well 
uh, to Conley. And uh, so what you saw from Trey Lance was a very confident day. And I think that's been the consistent message that I've been trying to you know, keep telling everyone is Trey Lance just looks more confident than I've seen him look within this offense. He feels like he's got a real grasp. So even though the numbers fluctuate, you're not really concerned about that. What you're looking for is for him to consistently stack days. Uh, that's what you want out of Trey Lance, just for him to continue to stack days and, and get some things going. And I think that he's done that. And that's why I'm really excited about Trey's direction. I think that with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, you have two young guys that are turning in the right direction. Now they're at a little bit different stage. Uh, number one, Trey Lance has been with the 49ers for one extra year, but also Trey Lance is farther along in his recovery from his ankle, Brock from the elbow. At least Trey got OTAs. And I think that OTAs in minicamp did really good for him because he looks confident. And when he gets the ball out on time, it is, it's coming along really nicely. Anything intermediate is looking pretty good. And then anything underneath short uh, has been trouble before, but it wasn't today. So I thought Trey Lance really had himself a good day for the 49ers. And, and that's exactly you know what the Niners need. They need all of these guys to make sure that they continue to build these reps. You know, I mean, keep getting these nice uh, you know, stats. Yes, but it's all about building completions. Just making sure you're finding the right read and get rid of the ball. I don't care if it's five yards down the field, seven yards, uh, 20. Just make sure you're getting the ball out because that is exactly what you're looking for uh, if you're the 49ers. And I think that Trey Lance is definitely moving in the right direction. And I think that's why I'm kind of excited about the quarterbacks overall. And that's where Sam Darnold comes in. Sam Darnold has been the most consistent quarterback in the 49ers quarterback room through training camp. He just continues to have solid days. He got 18 reps. So him and Trey Lance both got 18. That's uh, you know, less than Brock Purdy's 27, but still, you know, I mean, that that's what you're looking for, right? Number one quarterback, and then the other two guys vying for that number two spot. And Sam Darnold was seven and nine, and he was whipping the ball out there. I thought once again he looked in rhythm. Uh, there wasn't a lot of times he had to hold the ball. When it was times that he had to move the pocket, he would get outside, he would make the throw. He's very consistent with his reads. Doesn't give himself a lot of opportunities to take sacks. Hasn't really put the football in very very many dangerous situations. He did take a shot today down the field to Debo Samuel. Debo was covered pretty good by Q Knight, uh, but he threw it up there and gave him an opportunity to come down with it. Debo wasn't able to make it. I think the ball maybe a little bit under throw, but Debo came back for it. And Q Knight was pumped that he got a, a play on Debo. But I think that when it comes down to it, Darnold is, is the most consistent right now. And let's see if he can continue this. But right now uh, we've got, you know, Brock Purdy and Trey Lance are trending in the right direction. And Sam Darnold is definitely where the 49ers brass want him because he's looking very, very good. I think the 49ers would feel confident going in with any of these three quarterbacks, I think they've got a good shot with the defense they have, the running game and the weapons uh, to win football games. And I think Darnold has definitely quieted a lot of the noise about him being a turnover machine. And I think that's really good for the 49ers. And you got to give kudos to that coaching staff uh, for working on him and, and helping him come along in this playbook. Cause it's not easy. He shouldn't really look this comfortable in year one in Kyle Shanahan's system. So I think, Bravo to him and the coaching staff and the rest of the quarterback room for helping him learn. 
because uh, you want all these guys up to speed. They're going to make a huge impact for the 49ers along the way. And what's up, Traffic? How's it going? Ajayli says, wait, did Purdy do well after the contact to his throwing arm? Didn't catch it. Uh, they didn't really have another opportunity, so they were doing move-the-ball sessions, and that was a uh, Brock Purdy was in for that play, and they fumbled, and it was recovered by the defense. So that was the end of the drive. Brock did not come out to throw again, if my memory serves me right. So that means that, yeah, we're going to have some questions about him coming back tomorrow. I don't think it was anything serious. I think it just made people a little bit nervous. But, uh, yeah, it was it was scary. Brock Purdy came out, I believe, unscathed. But that's that makes you nervous for sure. Uh, what's up, Mr. Corey? How's it going? Welcome to chat. So, yeah, Brock Purdy is, is fine. Sam Darnold looks good. Trey Lance looked good. And just for measure, Brandon Allen, uh, you know, he had seven reps and he went one of three. I mean, that's basically what you expect from a fourth-team quarterback. I know he's getting the third-team reps. Uh, we talked about Ayuk, but three three wide receivers today that I want to talk about that were making an impact for the 49ers. First off, Danny Gray. Uh, I've been waiting for it because I've been seeing it. I've been seeing the work he put in. I've been talking about it in the offseason, and Danny Gray had himself a day. He made a couple of catches over the middle. One of them, he got loose and almost broke. And it was like, uh-oh, you see that speed. Here we go. And that's an exciting part about Danny Gray. Another one, uh, he ran a comeback route. He was uh, blazing up the sideline and just broke it off. And the cornerback kept running. And he had so much uh, open space. Trey Lance whizzed it right in there. I mean, Trey had perfect timing on it. He really hit his back foot, got the ball out there, and then Danny Gray turned up field. It was an excellent play. So we've seen uh, Danny Gray now take a couple of steps forward, and I thought he looked really good. He's been spectacular on special teams, working on his gunner uh, skills. He's also taken you know, some kicks in, in the return game, and now he's starting to show it on the field as a pass catcher. And I think a lot of people were starting to believe that Danny Gray was starting to uh, – you know, potentially lose his spot to guys like Chris Conley or, you know, Ronnie Bell. But I thought Danny Gray did a very good job. Another wide receiver that stepped up today was Ray McLeod. That big catch he had from uh, from Trey Lance, he also had, like, I think two uh, plays before that that he caught the ball from Trey Lance. There was other opportunities for him down the field where quarterbacks either had too much pressure to be able to get it to him or missed him where he could add some big plays. So the 49ers speedsters at the wide receiver position were doing some things. And then Ronnie Bell was able to make a couple of catches. So Sam Darnold located Ronnie Bell on a couple of plays. Uh, one of them, they sent Ronnie Bell in motion and had him just go right out into the flat. And uh, Sam Darnold just turned, threw him the football, got upfield, got a, a little bit of extra yardage. So you're seeing Ronnie Bell kind of step into the offense because really throughout training camp, he hasn't really been seen in team drills. Uh, hasn't really got a lot of reps as far as uh, opportunities to catch the football. We've seen him doing things with special teams, going through individual drills, uh, but the All-22, we haven't really seen. So it was nice to see Ronnie Bell kind of getting out there and making some plays as well. Uh, Ernest says, Ant, how does Fisher look? Uh, it was a little bit here, and it was a little bit spotty, Ernest. I think early on, he was sort of struggling one-on-ones, but I thought uh, during team drills, he was anchoring. He played pretty well. Uh, part of the reason he was struggling 
during uh, individuals. He was going against Kinlaw and Hargrave. And, you know, I mean, that defensive line's good when you're going against Givens and those guys. So I thought he was holding his own. It was his first time in pads in the NFL, and I thought he looked pretty good. He definitely looks the part. He's big. He's strong. Uh, he moves really good. Fluid motion. So I think Fisher's going to be okay. My question is going to be how quickly can he develop with him learning some of the new techniques that he had to learn coming into the NFL compared to what he did at Shepard. So I, I do think he's going to trend in the right direction, but we'll see. Uh, Donald says, Ant, do you think, what do you think of Trey's short passing? But today it was much improved. I thought he did a very good job. All the question marks about his short passing have definitely been something that everyone should worry about, but he didn't have any problems with it today. In fact, it was one of those days where it felt like Trey and Sam Darnold and even Brock Purdy uh, could hit any of the passes they need to hit down the field uh, in the intermediate or the short routes. They could handle it all uh, because I was uh, very excited with how they were going about it. Uh, Travis says, I've heard Drake Jackson has been killing it so far. Can you confirm? I can. So yesterday, everyone's attention was on the play down the field and him in coverage. Uh, but today he was in one-on-ones and he was going against uh, Jalen Moore. And, and Moore did really good. But there's one play. Drake Jackson worked him upfield and ki killed him with a spin move. And the spin move was tight. It was very good. He would have got to the quarterback and got a sack. No question about it. His athletic ability is on another level. So I've been excited about Drake Jackson. I think he is going in the right direction. So the 49ers are, are probably feeling pretty good. Uh, I think they would like to see more growth from some of the guys behind him, but they were really given the offensive line fits, especially some of the backup offensive linemen. So yeah, Drake's looking good. Will that transition uh, as far as run fits? I don't know. We've seen some, I, I was having a, a vantage point problem and watching him consistently in run fits uh, because I want to see it, but I want to see how he plays and, and gets moved off. But the 49ers were finding ways to be able to uh, move the, you know, move the football. And I, I think that they're moving it through the, on the ground and they were kicking those DNs out. And Spencer Burford was having some really good blocks. So we'll see what Drake Jackson does in the run game over the next, you know, couple of days. But I think, yeah, as far as pass rush, he's looking a lot better. And I think everyone can be really optimistic, you know, about what he's doing in the run game for sure. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about real quick was the tight ends. Uh, Braden Willis and Cameron Latu. Uh, Willis and Latu both in one-on-ones were able to uh, get wins. Willis caught the football and then rumbled down the sidelines with Latu. He, he made a great move. He got wide open. I mean, he did a really good job. I was very impressed with uh, Cameron Latu. And then he dropped the football. So uh, Latu's still learning there. I did watch him doing some blocking, and he did all right. There's one play where they had him stay in to pass block. He held up just enough before he released. He got the ball. Then he got smoked uh, out in the flat. But, yeah, I, I think Cameron Latu and Braden Willis did okay blocking today. I want to see how that continues uh, to develop. And Spencer Burford had himself a really good day, too. I, I talked about Colton McKivitz and Jalen Moore, but I wanted to mention Spencer Burford, and I also wanted to mention John Feliciano. I thought John Feliciano did good. He took reps at guard and at center, and he there was a couple of times when he anchored at center where he did not get moved. It was very spectacular to watch. So, yeah, huge fan of you know where he's at, and um, I think it's good news for the 49ers overall. You know, about how 
they can do with guys like uh, Spencer Burford in their starting lineup. I, he's going to be able to handle it. He can anchor. He can run block. Uh, he does a really good job. So excited about you know the offensive line's trend. I think it's good news anytime you get a, a positive trend going, and the 49ers definitely do. Oh, running backs. I want to talk about running backs a little bit. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was Christian McCaffrey. We talked about the one he had deep on the pass against Fred Warner. You don't see Fred Warner get smoked like that. He got absolutely smoked. Uh, plus, CMC had one play. They were running uh, up the middle to the right, and he saw the cutback lane. He pressed it to the line of scrimmage and jump cut to the left, comes screaming out. It was a very nice run by Christian McCaffrey. So he had one long run. He had the big touchdown. Then he had some consistent runs on the inside as well. Uh, today, Elijah Mitchell looked really good, whether he was catching the football or running the football. To me, he looked explosive. He looked like running back, too. He looked exciting. Jordan Mason I came in there and ran hard, and he was bouncing off people. I think there's a lot of defenders that really don't want to see him, especially in practice where you're not supposed to go low and bring him to the ground. So I thought those guys looked good, and then, uh, TDP continued to uh, trend in the right direction. There was a couple of plays today where he made some great reads, jump cuts, finding open field, and then ran really hard. So I thought that the 49ers are definitely four deep at the running back position, and I think that's exactly where they want to go. Um, Ernest says, did uh, UDA, undrafted free agent cornerback look good? Um, I think I heard John Lynch giving them praises. Um, did they? I think the undrafted cornerbacks have been looking good. Deshaun Jameson's had a couple of really good practices. So, yeah, I mean, they do. Uh, CJ says, did Trey get reps with CMC? No, I don't, I don't remember him getting any reps with CMC. I seen him getting some with Elijah Mitchell. Uh, he got some with Jordan Mason. Um, but no, he, I don't remember him getting any with, um, with Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey's reps are very limited. So I think that his reps, even with uh, Brock Purdy, aren't very significant. He would get a couple, and then he would come out, and they'd put in Elijah Mitchell. So they're definitely making sure they're monitoring Christian McCaffrey's usage during training camp. So, yeah, I know a lot of people are really looking for Trey to get some work with Christian McCaffrey. That's going to happen because, you know, Thursday is going to be a non-Brock Purdy day at practice, which means Trey Lance is going to take a bulk of the one snaps, him and Sam Darnold, and they'll be working with Christian McCaffrey as long as that's not a Christian McCaffrey day off as well. But I thought that overall, you know, McCaffrey's usage was probably where it should be, and then Elijah Mitchell took advantage of his number one reps and looked really good. So I think overall, I think that's, you know, kind of where the 49ers are sitting. Uh, their secondary has continued to look really good. They haven't gotten burned or smoked, but the 49ers wide receivers have definitely struck back lately. And I think that's kind of how it goes. So we'll see if the the defense starts to kind of start locking people down. I think they are missing, uh, you know, Trevor Ward when he's not out there. Another big thing that happened was Jake Moody kicked a 55-plus yard field goal today. Uh, during move the ball, the offense stalled out. I believe it was when Trey Lance was at quarterback, and they stalled out, and it got to fourth and one. He actually threw a really nice pass uh, off to the right side that was caught, but it was caught short of the first down marker. So Kyle Shannon elected to kick the field goal, and Moody, 
I mean, just booted it. And it, it would have been good from an extra 10. It was a really solid kick. Of course, on the next session, uh, Zane Gonzalez came in and, and finished off a Sam Darnold move the ball drive with a field goal. And it was deep as well. It went off the uh, off the goal post and in. So that was that was exciting to see the special teams kind of go out there. And I thought it was a good opportunity for Kyle Shanahan to get you know kickers involved in the offense uh, and scoring points. And that's exactly what the four yards need is Jake Moody to continue building confidence. But to be honest, the guy just hasn't been missing. He's been hitting everything. He looks comfortable. He looks confident. And as long as that can stay, that trend, uh, the Foreigners are going to be very happy they spend a third-round uh, pick on him, even though you know most are, are saying that um, you know they should have done even more. Uh, CJ says, why is Kittle having such a quiet camp? I think he's having a normal camp. This is kind of what Kittle does. Yesterday, he caught a 25-yard pass from... Trey Lance, but his reps are really diminished. Uh, they're not using him a ton. They're going with uh, Warner, Dwelly, you know, and the two young guys as well, and Fumagalli. And then I think also the uh, same with Kyle Juszczyk. I mean, they're kind of in the same department. They're going out there and they're going through the plays, but uh, they're not really, you know, getting them the football right now because they're focused on other things and other areas. So I, I think it's I think it's one of those things where it sounds like Kittle's having a quiet camp. But it's really what the 49ers are trying to do for sure. Uh, so they'll they'll get it in the right direction, and I think they'll be okay. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks, everyone, for coming through. I really appreciate it. I had a great time talking 49ers training camp day five, day six tomorrow. Looking forward to getting out to uh, Levi's again and watching at the SAP Center practice. I'll have more content coming your way uh, about that tomorrow. So thank you guys so much for joining listening to the 49ers cutback on believe or right here on youtube thank you guys so much for watching and listening i'll catch you guys on the next one until then stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way